Greetings and welcome to the Pure Report. I'm your host, Rob Ludeman. It is time to bring the orange yet again with our special guest today, Mr. David Yu, who is our Senior Product Marketing Manager in the Flashblade team. David, welcome to the program. It's great to be here, Rob. Absolutely wonderful to have you. And we've got some exciting news, but before we get into that, um, tell us about how long you've been at Pure and what your experience has been like. You came to us kind of recently and we threw you right into the fire into all the great Flashblade things that we're doing. Yeah, well, this is, I finished almost six months. Okay. So I jumped right into things with this launch. Um, The thing that comes across to me about Pure is that we have very good people here. Uh, that's our most valuable asset, right? There are a lot of very smart people. Uh, but the best aspect of our culture is that we're, we're very collaborative. You know, I really appreciate the great teamwork. You know, everybody's pulled together. Things do get chaotic, uh, but somehow we all get together and we all get it done. And we have been getting it done with this launch. So it's really exciting to be able to have you on to uh, talk about this uh, great news. Um, and, and we'll get to that in a moment. But hey, I was before people jump on, I always go look in LinkedIn and see where they've been. And we didn't quite overlap, but you spent a little bit of time at Sun Microsystems and, and I spent a lot of time there. But uh, that's, that's something we got in common, spend a little bit of time at the Purple. Love that. Yeah, that's right. Um, I actually remember my days at Sun Micro with great fondness. Uh, yeah. It was fun working there. It was a fun culture. Uh, we use those Spark uh, workstations. Remember that? Yeah, absolutely. No, no PCs. So I was on the storage team, and I was the product manager for the Spark storage array. I, I don't know if you remember that. Um, I came in uh, kind of when that was phased a little, or we were looking at how we were going to change. I think we OEM'd somebody else's somebody else's SAN product around that time. But I was all in and around Spark. I mean, I was hired as a as a as an evangelist or marketer for, uh, for for the processor group, so the scalable processor architecture has always been near and dear to my heart. Love it, love Solaris. Um, I, I just think it was really cool. We were involved in the same, almost in the same technology area. Uh, right, really fantastic. Yeah, actually, um, I I did the Spark Storage Array. It was a fiber channel point to point, very compact storage system, and also the Spark Storage Array two fourteen RSM, which was a larger rack mounted you know strictly rack mounted system yeah. and we actually codenamed it tabasco because it was hot plug good times <laughs> the code names at sun were always fun i mean there was a mexican food family that we brought out at one point and you know there was something called eagle and millennium there's always there was always crazy code names but you know i also looked at your at your past and your history you really have had a long and diverse um career in and around data management and storage and really seen it seen it evolve um, and anything stand out to you that's that's interesting around that I mean just it's, it's kind of really weird to look back and see how far we've come with the different technologies yeah you know I've been in storage my entire career so for me it's just been fascinating to experience and see the evolution of storage uh, it's come a long way we're seeing the storage densities I mean I was seeing it increase over and over again, and now the maturation and adoption of Flash, right? Just been amazing in terms of the jumps in performance uh, capacity, and also the applications that they enable, right? Storage is part of this uh, AI revolution that we're seeing. Yeah. Now we see kind of the rise of object storage. It used to be just kind of a slow, cheap, 
uh, archival system. You just throw everything out there. You don't know whether you want to keep something or not. It's just like we do with email, right? You keep everything. But now with the rise of fast object and the need for unified fast file and object storage, everything's changed, right? The, the other thing that's interesting to me is not just the performance, the capacity, yeah. the scale of things. It's also how data and storage are being managed, right? Uh, you used to have glass houses, right? The data centers, and then they went distributed. Now it's kind of centralizing again, whether it's on-prem on -prem or in the cloud. You know, people really want simplicity of management, performance, and consolidation. So for me, uh, I see this evolution and it's exciting that Flashblade is really the right product at the right time for the market. Actually, in a sense, what I'm saying is not only is Flashblade moving toward the market, in a sense, the market is moving toward a product that's embodied by Flashblade. So, the, you know, the timing's just great. Everything's just kind of converging. Yeah, it's kind of that whole skating to the puck thing, right? I mean, you know, the puck is heading out there. The, the data growth is, is, is in hyper growth state. And we've got this product that's already, you know, kind of is the puck, right? It's skating along with it because it is just such a great fit for all these modern apps. And, you know, really in a way the the, the exponential growth, particularly in this, in this object and unstructured space is kind of broken Moore's law. You know, it's really, it's surpassed the boundaries of what a doubling of transistors can do, you know, every two years and is really challenging that, which means you actually do need to have a solution that is, you know, optimal for that, that is, you know, highly parallelized. And of course, what we're talking about today is, you know, more and even better features, right, that, that we are announcing. Um, so, hey, let's, let's go ahead and dive in. Let's, let's jump into the business at hand. We're uh, releasing this pod, you know, as we're making some, some really big and, and great announcements. And you, you alluded to this already, but I want to dig into, you know, we've got this category around Flashblade, what we call unified file and object that we're really trying to build awareness and, and help customers understand what that means. Why is that so critical right now? Well, you know, with all the modern apps that are coming out, you, your old storage isn't just, isn't going to work anymore. Yeah. Right? You need something that's unified, fast, and it's for file and object, right? And that's Flashblade. We actually created this category, you know, UFFO, to say yep. unified, fast, and file object storage. It's really designed from the ground up for Flash, right? To maximize the benefits of Flash with a foundational architecture that's kind of a clean sheet design, right? Mm. You've got multi-protocol support that's native. You've got dynamic scalability. Uh, you've got this multi-dimensional um, performance, right? Because you've got big, big files, small files, and you access it in different ways, right? It might be sequential, it might be more random. And then you've got object storage there for all your AI ML type uh, data. And then you also need ransomware protection for all your, you know, all of this unstructured data. So all that together, you know, that's what makes it so critical because it, as I said, it's kind of meeting where the market is going, right? Yeah, and really, you know, when I think about a, a word, a singular word to describe it, it's really, it's about versatility. Um, but I love that, the, you know, the engineering at Pure was able to kind of see ahead. It's very much a hallmark and a characteristic of what we do really well here, right? Back to, back to the point about the really smart people you made when we first started talking mm -hmm. is, is they can kind of see and glimpse, you know, the future and, and understand what's coming and then go out and architect and build a solution, albeit with lots of customer input and lots of feedback. And, you know, that's part of some of the things that we're going to be talking about here in a moment, too, is just customer feedback 
on you know how and where we go and and try to make this better but it is an exciting time you know to have this uffo category have flash blade be you know front and center for it and really addressing the pain points that, that customers are seeing right now um let's dive into the kind of the launch let's go into the exciting things i'm, I'm really excited to to have you on here and to and to share you know what's new and and what's coming out and and really also you know it, as we're talking the implications right for uh, for end users really the the what are they going to be getting out of this so i guess first let's let's jump into the the native smb piece right this has great implications um, you know, not just for, for certain vertical workloads we've identified, but also, you know, backup and recovery. Where, where do you see the value for this? Well, with native SMB, you've got this amazing performance, right? It's not just the protocol itself, but it's also the wonderful technology that, you know, I talked about, right, into the foundational architecture. Everything that is in that foundational architecture now percolates up and benefits this SMB implementation, mm -hmm. this native, right? The, the technology that's underlying has a massively distributed key value pair database. It's got this multi-dimensional intelligent load balancing, so everything wears evenly, and you know, it's got a scale-out high-speed fabric. Uh, you put all that together, and you've got a winner. So what happens with native SMB is, you know, it's got some great implications as far as you know backup uh, and recovery performance. Uh, we have two validated solutions with native SMB. You know, one is in the SQL backup area, the use case, and the other use case is healthcare packs. And we've gotten some results that are just amazing. I'm, I'm going to just save the thunder for your subsequent podcast. <laughs> so I'm not going to spill it all out now and people should tune back in and listen to it. But, uh, and it also expands our coverage of use cases for customers sure. and, and verticals. So not only these two validated solutions, you know, will be part of this launch, but uh, you know, we're extending our footprint into new industries, right? Uh, either we're already there and we're increasing our coverage or they're new. So it's not only healthcare, but oil and gas, financial services, you know, EDA and media and, and entertainment. Yeah, and really that's what it's all about, you know, when I look at it is just, you know, how do we extend capabilities, how do we drive more value, um, and, and furthermore, how do we, you know, provide more, you know, valuable feature functionality, and frankly, do it non-disruptively, right? I mean, so many of these things, and, you know, I was doing the podcast with our flash array counterparts about what they're bringing out, and it's really, you know, we got to the end, it was like, you know, we're just doing software upgrades here for people that are existing users, there's a non-disruptive benefit to just moving forward and, you know, and, and bringing that functionality on how and when you need it, um, depending on what we're bringing in. So super exciting stuff. And yes, David made a nice plug there. We're going to be doing another podcast. So if you're listening to this, check back in maybe a week or two, uh, get a couple of the members of the team. We're going to drill a little bit more into the SMB and into the SQL and the healthcare packs use cases and just kind of, you know, provide a little bit more color commentary behind uh, what those look like. Um, so cool, SMB was, was kind of number one. Um, let's go to another topic and it's super hot. You mentioned ransomware earlier, but really in this new digital landscape that we're in and, and security is always a concern, but security is a, a much more heightened um, secure, uh, concern. And you and the, and the team have really you know, focused on adding some more security capabilities uh, in with this announcement, particularly, you know, when you look at object and look at S3, what's, what, what's your, what's your take on the security improvements? Well, um, do you want me to talk about ransomware specifically? 
we can when we've covered it on other podcasts, but it's always good. I mean, it, that's so front and mind and front and center for people right now that, you know, I, I think ransomware is good to uh, weave in, right? Yeah, I, I can use that kind of as a launching point for security as a whole. Um, that's because people can relate to ransomware, right? It's sure, huge, sure. Right? I, I don't know if you know anybody, but I do know some friends who have had their personal laptops held captive by ransomware. It's, personal friends that have had, so not even corporate, it's getting down to, it's getting down to the individual now. Oh man, that is, that is scary, scary. That is scary. And uh, it's a huge concern. So, you know, because on a personal level, I mean, your life is on, on your laptop and oh, it's yeah. also online, right? So in terms of data protection or hacking, uh, data breaches, it's a terrible thing on a personal level. Now, if you take that to business, the oh, same yeah. thing applies to business, right? You can't run your business. You're losing money in the meantime. If everything stops, you're, you're held, being held captive, right? So what we do is, you know, we do a lot to protect your data and to protect you against the risk of ransomware to give you peace of mind for your business, right? Uh, we, we talked about SMB and how great it is and how it's built on a foundational architecture that's good. So what's happening is that, you know, when we introduce uh, a new release, it, it, you don't see it by itself. It's kind of a building on top of a really good base. Yeah. And so the sum of the parts, you know, I mean, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts, right? We've made something really good, even better. So when it comes to data protection, right, um, for your Windows applications, but for everything else too, right? You're leveraging the rich data services that are already in place for Flashblade. And these include uh, things that protect you, your data, right? Replication, file system rollback, safe mode snapshots that, you know, nobody can get to, right? Without coming to pure or ra rapid ransomware recovery, uh, not only to your SMB workloads, but you know, your other workloads, right? And so what's happened is that with this na native SMB, a support we're building on top of that you get all the goodness that's already there right so uh our customers get all that protection uh, for their data right and specifically ransomware i mentioned that but it's, it's a lot bigger than that it's it's everything together yeah i love how you describe that that it's that it's layered on top you know as opposed to bolted on right you always want to kind of evolve evolve things and i guess you know with your many years in the storage industry you, you probably have really great perspective on you know that those those evolutionary kinds of um, kinds of improvements are the way to go, where you're layering as opposed to you know adding something that's potentially disruptive or or doesn't fit within the construct of of what you've already designed. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Actually, um, it's interesting that you bring that out. You know about the design because mm -hmm. when we started out with Flashblade, it, it was a clean sheet design. I mean, I've read the history how oh, it came yeah. about. Right, being fairly new here, but. That is really impressive because what you have is that when Flash became mature, you know, you've got these other um, storage solutions that are really legacy uh, because their architecture was designed for spinning disk, right? So even if you put Flash into the storage subsystems, you're not going to get the maximum benefit and leverage out of Flash, you know, whether it's performance or anything else. There's just too many translation layers. Right? But we go straight to the flash. We, we, we just kind of interact directly. And so it's just a huge difference, right? So instead of having these silos, you know, whether it's DAS, NAS, SAN, yeah. um, single purpose, you know, we, we have this unified uh, platform that you can put all your unstructured data on. And it's just so much flexibility and range as far as the applications that it can, you know, kind of serve 
with, with performance, capacity, and consolidation, right? And, and the, the, the nice thing about it is that it's simple, right? Because right. simplicity was a foundational design spec for us, right? I mean, you've been here longer. Wouldn't you say that's a, a really great um, kind of highlight of, of, of our design? Yeah, I mean, simplicity and, you know, and I was doing a podcast with Cause once and I over-rotated on simplicity and he kind of scolded me and said, no, no, I mean, simplicity is maybe the outcome, but it's intuitive, right? He said, uh, you know, we went off to design a storage array with awareness of all the problems and, and the wrong missteps people had done in the past. So our design was to make it, you know, to make it intuitive and he uses car analogies a lot. It was a lot like, you know, if you're sitting in a high-tech automobile and there's buttons and knobs you got to twist, you want it to be intuitive because you need to do things while you're driving. And that's, that's what he said he wanted it to be. But I think the outcome, of course, is, is definitely simplicity. And that's, you know, perhaps the number one thing we hear that, that certainly drives to the high NPS score that we have and, and the fact that people just love the customer experience and, you know, Flashblade, of course, is, uh, is, is right aligned with that. Um, we've, got, we've got a couple more features coming in that, that I'd love for you to be able to highlight just because I'm interested in making sure we cover the, the full rent length. And it's kind of related to what you talked about there, right? You know, we were going on the lines of how people operate and doing things with, with operational efficiency. Now, at risk of getting, you know, a little too techy so you can maybe do a translation mechanism is, you know, what does it mean that we're now providing, you know, sparse file support? Um, within within flash blades what, what can customers do now that, that that provides an outcome and maybe where does that apply best well the sparse file support is important in terms of operational efficiency mm -hmm. so let's say you've got a file and you've allocated a whole bunch of space to it but the data in it is just a small portion of that allocated space so with sparse file support you know we can use thin provisioning in VMware environments right? so it's more efficient in terms of your storage usage. It also helps you in terms of reducing license fees because certain oh. applications look at, you know, the, the storage that you're taking up. But now, you know, with this, they're, they're looking at what you're actually using. So they're not gonna charge you for what you're not using, right? So that, that makes a big difference. And, you know, there are certain verticals that, that need this uh, feature, uh, oil and gas being one of them. Okay. And yeah. It always comes down to the software licensing, right? I mean, and I, you know, I used to work at that large, big red company that does databases, right? And that was, <laughs> was all about, that was always all about the, you know, it always came back down to the licensing, even though we were in the hardware group and, but you know, that's what it is. And so, you know, it's, it's great testament to what we're trying to do here. We're aware of the pain that people have when it comes to paying for software and, you know, adding in features and functionality that uh, that enable people to, you know, kind of extract cost off of there. That's super exciting and always a great message. And then the last feature that I love, this one's this one's super fun, is is really just getting more awareness. I mean, it dovetails in with the efficiency that you were just talking about as an umbrella benefit, but getting into more granular monitoring. Um, and, and at the user level, now adding that in and tracking, you know, a whole bunch, you know, the capability to track lots of users and lots of different groups. Again, kind of a question, you know, to kind of do the translation mechanism, what does this allow customers to do? And, and, and really what's the benefit with this capability to now do this kind of real-time user monitoring? It meets a critical requirement uh, for real-time visibility into the most active users. So customers want to see what's going on uh, for example, financial services, uh, you don't want somebody commandeering your system and being a rogue runaway 
uh, mm -hmm. consumer of your resources. And it has implications too, because th there's also protection and, and fraud type of aspects to this. So it's a very important feature. So that, that's something that we can relate to, right? Uh, if, if you're running a system, you don't want somebody to commandeer it and take up your resources. Yeah, absolutely. Um, great functionality added in there. Um, what did I miss? Is there anything else I missed that you wanted to flesh out? Just well, yeah, I mean, one thing we talked about data protection. Yeah, security. yeah. So I just wanted to say that, um, you know, the, the security that we're talking about with this uh, native SMB support, it, it, we're actually improving security because we have new cross protocol file security and it's, it's a design, right? It's not just, mm -hmm. it's an outcome of that design. So we allow access control interoperability between SMB, you know, or Windows uh, and, and NFS or Unix users. So you, we preserve the access control list across those two for, for both, right? So uh, that's very important and it's important for our customers. And it's also important because it complies with federal security mandates. You know, so that's a some, that's something really important uh, because, as I said, it's it's a cross protocol file security design that that we're uh, introducing, and a very important one. I just uh, I just interviewed our PSE for federal sector, Nick Psaki, and guess what? We talked about security and compliance a little bit as relates to as relates to the government. So um, yeah, that's that's front and center in my mind right now. Um, good. Any last ones that I missed? Yeah, I mean, also we, we have, um, basically, we talked about operational efficiency. Mm -hmm. So we, we're actually, we have a category we call enhanced operational control for UFFO. Uh, you know, so we have simple user policies, S3 simple user policies. So now you can control access at the user level. Uh, in addition to the granular user level performance monitoring that, you know, we already covered. We also have a unified set of APIs, uh, a software development kit that improves the automation experience across our portfolio of products for FlashBlade, FlashArray, and PureOne. And you know, it's we have unified REST APIs and the Python SDK. So that kind of rounds out, you know, the um, what we're introducing with this release. And I said, as I said, it's kind of a compound of goodness, right? It's building on top of a good thing. And, you know, yeah. in fact, uh, <laughs> one of the analogies that we use is kind of like a Neapolitan ice cream, right? Uh, it, and it's, it's going to be in the blog that people read, you know, about our release that you might love strawberry, vanilla, and chocolate a la carte, you know, but how much better is it to have them all together? So, you know, this is unified fast file and object uh, storage is, is that's a good analogy for what we're doing. You know? No, I love the I love again the bow that you kind of put on that, right? And and you know again we're talking primarily in and around FlashBlade and and UFFO today and some of the Purity 3.2 enhancements. But just for folks to know, this is part of a a broader announcement that that we at Pure are making. You know that that's hopefully going to help our our customers. You know, regardless, large or small. You know, commercial enterprise public sector, whatever, to continue to leverage this portfolio um, to, to more cost effectively power more of your workloads 
uh, and do so with, with an improved you know, ROI, but also maintaining the uptime and staying safe from ransomware attacks as we talked about, right? So that's, that's kind of the whole umbrella, the, the, the wrapper around this. And part of bringing David on today for, was for you to hear and hone in on some of the specific, really exciting things as we continue to evolve the, the value um, around Flashblade. And really it's all tied back to digital business, right? We're in this area where everybody is honed in on, on digital. And, and so what we're talking about today with this and, and some of the Flash Array announcements um, and Flash Array C, they're all things that go right into, you know, how can we make the digital business run better for you, right? Right, I, I think the, what I think about this is, is really a trajectory, right? Mm -hmm. So we're introducing something good, but we're not done yet. There's oh, more, yeah. to come, right? So this whole UFFO effort uh, is a major initiative for us. And with this release, you know, we're further establishing uh, Flashblade as the industry leading UFFO platform, right? And I think that's really important. It's part of a trajectory, part of a journey on this modern data experience that Pure is trying to, you know, deliver, right? And so uh, what we're trying to do is to become um, recognized, right? Mm -hmm. I think we are the industry leader, but to be recognized and, and you know, to have mind share that, hey, when you think of UFFO, it is Flashblade. Flashblade yeah. is UFFO, and we are the de facto industry standard, right? That they're synonymous, right? So in a way, that's what we're aiming for, and this is just part of the journey. You know, our aim is to deliver a modern data experience to our customers, right? To transform their data center, uh, because there's a digital transformation that's going on anyway. We talked about the volumes of data, the mm -hmm. kind of explosion, the exponential growth of data, but to transform, uh, to be with them along their every step of the way on, in, in their journey in this digital transformation, right? And to kind of transform their data centers in, into the modern data center, to, to have a new paradigm altogether, right? In a sense, we want to bring the future to uh, their data centers, right? And it, it, Flashbait is the future, right? In terms of uh, unified fast file and object storage. So that's our goal and uh, you know, we've, we're not done yet. <laughs> no, no, it's always an evolving journey, but the future is here now, right? So, um, you know, well-spoken, you took some of the words out of my mouth with the de facto standard. I was gonna go there when you hit it, I should have you hosting this thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, uh, you know, when we were, kind of talking about our conversation that was going to come yeah. up here. Uh, you mentioned some really interesting stuff. You know, you, you mentioned about, you know, the evolution of storage and um, kind of a storage buff. And uh, you, you made me think about this big picture of, you know, how this evolution and, and, and the kind of the industry transformation for storage is just so fascinating, right? I mean, you and I are living through it, right? But when you We're, take a step back, yeah. the internet wasn't around, you know, just a few decades ago. No, uh, you know, we're absolutely living through it. And, and, you know, people before us lived through it. I mean, I probably use my father too much on this podcast as an example, but, you know, he was an IT guy who worked for Big Blue and was in storage and did marketing. He's, you know, the apple doesn't fall from the tree, but I always use the anecdote about, you know, the, the, the IBM sales meeting in 1989, they got together to figure out how to sell one whole terabyte to the entire planet Earth you know, in that year. And that was just, that was 1989, right? I mean, you could go back even further. I mean, you were giving me an anecdote about some of the old, old, you know, the old platters, the old, you know, 
storage where you know this giant thing has like three megabytes of, of capability on it so it is mind-blowing in a way to where we are and how lucky are you right now that you get to work with this thing Flashblade, which is just you know that's that's like the light years ahead in technology and just super fun to do things with that's right rob in fact you know you talked about the 3.3 uh, 3 megabytes or so yeah um as i said i'm kind of a, a history buff when it comes to storage and IBM back in 1956, 1956, not, not that I was there, <laughs> but uh, they introduced the Ramac 350 and it had 50 24 inch diameter platters and they were rotating at 1200 RPMs, right? And the entire thing only stored, as you said, it, it was actually 3.75 megabytes of data. So storage has come a long way, right? And you've got this explosion of data with the internet, with social media, et cetera. It's just been amazing. And the thing that's fascinating is that most of this data, most of the data that has ever uh, been accumulated or generated in the history of humankind has happened in the last few decades. Because yeah. if you go way back in time, you know, think of how little data was stored on you know, papyrus or leather squirrels compared to all the pictures that are posted on social media today. I mean, there's just no comparison. Now, of course, this data, you know, whether it's social media or scientific, you know, uh, data, it can do a lot of good in terms of uh, if you use it right for discovery, for innovation, for scientific research, for medical cures. Of course, on the, on the social level, it does a lot of good for people to keep in touch. Oh, yeah. Uh, the data has a lot of value, but then how do you extract it, right? Um, people want to extract value from the, this voluminous amounts of data. Um, so they invest heavily in compute resources, right, to crunch through the data. Uh, but the problem is that, you know, you've got these GPUs and servers, uh, but then the storage is the bottleneck, right? Yep. You can't feed the hungry monster fast enough. And so what we do is we're able to keep up and, you know, keep up with, it, with, with the data and kind of the compute resources. And what that does, it, it speeds you know, the time to discovery speeds the time to innovation, to insights, sometimes real-time insights. And it speeds, um, it, it gives you faster time to market for your products, right? So it's a competitive advantage. And what's, what we find out from talking to customers and, and analysts is that IT is very often an inhibitor to those things. Yeah. And, but customers see that it has to be, you know, a competitive advantage. So, so we do that. You know, that's what we bring to the table. And of course, with the data, there's a lot of good value in it, but it can also fall into harmful hands, right? So you have to protect against that. That's yep. why we talk about data protection and ransomware. So um, it's the volume of data and it's also what can be done with it, both good and bad. Yeah. That yeah. amazes me, you know? It does, yeah. And I was kind of, like, you know, with others, I kind of say, you know, the three-legged stool is compute networking and storage and you have one of those legs that's deficient which usually is storage then you're going to fall over so we we make sure that three-legged stool stands strong and 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 fix that uh fix that leg and um i'm excited for people to to check out uh what you guys have done with with flash blades so i guess you know kind of before we close just give us the nitty-gritty details on you know kind of the availability the the ga uh where folks can go for for more information if they want to dig into this stuff um, the GA will be Q1. Okay. Uh, now you can go to the Pure Storage webpage and get information. 
this is a joint launch. So it is together with Flash Array 6.1. So Purity is covering our entire portfolio. Uh, and you can also go to the Flash Blade page for more information. And all you have to do is go to the main page and you look at products and you kind of click on, you click on Flash Blade and then you'll be able to get down to the next, the more detailed information about Flash Blade. Yep, and I think we have a vanity set up for that for purestorage.com slash flash blade and it'll be great info on UFFO as well as all these new features um, that we brought out. Hey, David, thanks so much for carving out time. I know you've been immensely, immensely busy for uh, for the last at least three or four months, right? Trying to get through, you know, the, the amount of things people don't know have to be done in a launch and the quantity of people. I mean, kudos to all those people too. I mean, many, many, many thanks, but you were really at the helm leading this whole effort in charge. So congrats to you, congrats to the extended team, and of course, to engineering who continues to build great value into these things. Yes, definitely. Uh as you said, it, it took a whole team and I am just so privileged to be part of that team. And, you know, if I, I wouldn't be able to name all the people that deserve a shout out, but uh, a shout out to the team, you know, we did Absolutely. it together. Yeah. Well, and we're thrilled to have you here and your, your years of experience and perspective and really excited for, for what's to come. So, you know, welcome to Pure, congrats on getting this uh, this out to door. And then, you know, once it's out, you can take a couple deep breaths and then we'll see what's next. That's right. Hey, thanks for having me, Rob. This has been so much fun. I hope you invite me back in the future. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I would love to, I, we should just do something where we talk for 25 minutes on the history of, the history of different IT things and swap stories. That would be super fun. Um, awesome. Well, thanks to David Yu for coming on to the Peer Report today. And thank you out there for listening to the program and to this episode. Keep sending in your feedback and keep sharing with colleagues and we will bring the guests like David on to the program. With that, we will close for Pure Storage. And David Yu, this is Rob Ludeman saying, don't look back, something might be gaining on you.